Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the No Matter the Cost podcast. Um, this is Steven. I'm here with Grant today, as always. And uh, we are excited about this episode. Yeah. Yeah, you don't sound super excited, but we're excited. No, I am. Uh, I've been dealing with a little bit of some, uh, you know, cold and sinus issues, so my voice is a little bit off today. It sounds deeper than usual. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. So. So I'll take it, though. Cool. It's better than being squeakier. You've been squeakier before? No, I'm just saying I'd rather have a <laughs> deeper voice than a squeakier voice. Okay. If I'm going to get sick, I'd rather that. You'd rather not be a squeaky sick person? Yeah, I don't want to sound like a chipmunk. Okay. All right, cool. Um, today's episode, we are going to be talking about living with integrity. What do you know about it? Uh, well, I know a lot about it now that I've done some research. Okay, cool. Actually. I'm just kidding. I actually did know quite a bit about this topic before we started, but um, I think living with integrity is sort of one of those topics, especially for people who have grown up in uh, a church environment where it's kind of overlooked. It's kind of like we, you're going to do all the other things and you, you know, integrity is just sort of one of those things that, you know, because it's so integrity and so, um, it's all about you whenever no one's watching. That's to me, that's what integrity is. It's, it might be kind of weird, but whenever I think of integrity, I think of a video and you might've seen it. You may have not. Of these two little boys, they're probably about like two, three, I think they're brothers. Um, they're probably about the same age difference between us. So like, but they were little kids, okay? Mm-hmm. And their dad, they're sitting at a table and their dad brings them, um, I think they're Skittles, puts Skittles out on front of the table. And he goes, hey boys, <laughs> um, you can have these Skittles but you can't have them until mom mom and I come back. We have to go out of the room, go grab something, and we're going to be right back, but you can't touch the Skittles. And the, the boys are like, okay, okay. They can't really, they can't even talk. Like This is how little they are. But they nodded, and you could tell they're just staring at those Skittles. They're just staring at them down. And um, the, the dad's like, okay, boys, but you, he reiterated again. You can't do this until mom and I come back into the room. You can't You can't eat the Skittles. You can't even touch them. The boys are like, okay. So the dad walks away, and I think it's the younger brother. <laughs> Looks at the old one, which is like, his mouth goes wide open. <laughs> and the other brother just shakes his head, and they both just start digging into those Skittles <laughs> yeah, hardcore. Yeah. I mean, they're just digging into them, and then they hear the door. So, you know, they, they like hide their hands. Cause obviously, they don't want to get caught. And, you know, it just brings back you, I, I don't know how to say it. Um, I think that integrity is important even at that age, you know what I mean, to be taught integrity. And maybe that, that wasn't the, the goal of the parent. Maybe it was just to see, you know, just to get a funny reaction of what the kid might do. It may not have been to even teach them, you know, the integrity of being honest or whatever it may be but you can see it in the two little kids that it's our it's in our nature to want to rebel against whatever uh rebel against integrity in our lives honestly it's human nature to rebel against that i think yeah i mean a lot of times it's it's easier to not have integrity 
Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, a lot of times, all the times, is uh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Okay, I would go with that too. But I mean, I think a lot of the problem and in why integrity is such a weird topic that isn't really like taught. You don't hear like sermons on integrity, or I. I mean, I haven't. Have you? Um, or maybe, maybe I have, but they're just not. They're not possibly, commonly. But not, it's not as much as you would you hear other topics. And I think part of that is because we have. Um, we focus so much on outward appearance of like more, not real. What's the word? Um, not per, uh, what's the word when you, your, your uh, reputation, mm-hmm. your reputation is in, and you know, a lot of times people think that, Oh, if I have a good reputation, if I do all the right things and I go to, you know, I do, I go to church and I read my Bible and I, all those things in front of other people and people know that I'm doing these things, I'm doing okay. And then whenever they're in a private moment then they have an opportunity in front of them to choose to do the right or wrong thing, whatever that may be. And if they choose the wrong thing, their reputation says that that is more important to them than their integrity because integrity is, it doesn't matter who's watching. It doesn't, you know, if no one's watching or if the whole world's watching, you need to have that integrity to be able to make that right choice. And it's not based on, who's going to find out something mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's an internal process mm-hmm. which a lot of you know um a lot of people don't really preach on that or talk about it and so i really wanted to hit on that today because so many times integrity is not uh really a priority i guess i wouldn't like make it a priority in my life because you know hey as long as i'm as long as it looks good from the outside yeah, yeah i mean as long as i'm not getting in trouble mm-hmm. as long as you know these people as long as my parents my pastor whoever is important to me in my life as long as they're happy with me and as long as i'm you know meeting expectations what i do in my own time is kind of not really that big of a deal yeah that's the mindset and the trick that we get caught in um so we're going to kind of define what integrity is i guess right now um and just looking at a dictionary definition um integrity is a firm adherence to a code of especially moral or artistic values or incorruptibility. Um, another d- definition is an unimpaired condition or soundness or the quality or state of being un- complete or undivided. So completeness. So like, you know, we think of integrity in terms of our individual lives, but there's also like, you know, you can think of how that works like even on a uh, business level, right? So you have businesses mm-hmm. and they have a choice to have integrity or not. And, you know, they they can, a lot of times businesses will basically use the term, uh, basically, what's it called? Basically, they'll just say, we are, who cares, as long as we met our goals, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how we got there. Right. You know, as long as the ends justify the means, we can do whatever we need to do. And as long as it's, you know, as long as we're meeting our goals and no one's, you know, complaining or dying, we're good. I mean, not not. And some companies, people then do die. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm dead. That I was just in extreme circumstances, but right. yeah, I mean, so I mean, there's this whole idea that you don't really have to have integrity as long as the results are good, mm-hmm. which is completely opposite of everything that we should be striving for as Christians. Because if we have all the results in the world of appearing that we are doing well, but our internal, you know, our internal lives 
privately have reflect nothing to do with Christ at all, and it's all living for ourselves, I think that we have an integrity issue at that point. And so I think that's it's really hard to get out of traps like that because, honestly, if you're the only person that knows that this problem's going on and your life's working out pretty well and mm-hmm. you don't want to mess with that and no one's telling you you need to change... You know, your lack of integrity isn't really hurting you at that moment, but it will one day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may not realize it in the moment, but every choice you make right now that has consequences in the future, potentially for the rest of your life, depending on what kind of choices we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Proverbs 28, 6 kind of sums this up for us pretty well. Um, it says, better is a poor man who walks in integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. Um, and that really says a lot to me because, you know, a lot of people focus on money so much that as long as they're having, as long as the money's there and as long as, you know, they're living a good life, whatever, all the things, integrity is just not really a big issue. Yeah. You know, because in, most of the time, no one's looking into that to see, are they really behind, are they really doing what they say in, in their, in, in their private lives or not? And as long as no one's checking up on them. Yeah. I thought of, um, Mark eight, um, <clears throat> 36, it says, for what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? And it's like, you're talking about is like, you know. On the outside, you can gain everything, but if you don't have integrity in your life, and you were saying, you know, how businesses, it doesn't really matter how you get to the end result as long as you meet those goals. It's like, you know, you could gain the whole entire world, you can gain everything, but in in the end, if you aren't living with integrity in your life, and you end up selling your soul, you know, it, 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 you're going to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't want to sound harsh or blunt, but I mean, sometimes that's what needs to be told. You know, the truth needs to be told. You can't, you can't live your life for the world and expect to go to heaven and live your life with God. Yep. And, uh, that's an unfortunate truth, but, um, it's reality. And so we're not here to sugarcoat things and make you feel good. If that's what you want out of this, if you came for a podcast that's going to make you feel good, I would find a new one because that's not what we're here to do. We're not here to make you feel like everything's perfect and we live in this perfect world. We're here to tell you that we live in a very, very broken world and without Jesus, you don't have a choice. You don't have a chance. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, and... I, I don't want to sound um, demeaning or anything, but I just wanted to say that out of love. It's like, um, man, I can tell you how I couldn't even tell you how many times that um, I've done the wrong thing in my life when no one was looking. You know what I mean? And and how much it hurt me. And looking back on. You know, and I knew nobody was looking, and so I made the wrong, and I made the wrong decision in my life. Um, and in the end, it hurt me. It didn't hurt. It may have hurt others in certain circumstances, but most of the time, it always ended up hurting me. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and usually that's how that works. Um, luckily for us, though, as believers in Christ, um, we have a pretty perfect example of how to live with integrity, um, which is Jesus and mm-hmm. the way he lived with integrity while he was on this earth. Um, after he was baptized, he went into the wilderness to fast for 40 days and nights, um, during which time Satan came to him when he was at his weakest to try to break his integrity and corrupt him. And, uh, Jesus, he was a holy man and a holy God at the same time. And he was tempted in in every way that we are. Um, but he never sinned. Mm. Um, and that's the definition of integrity. He is the only one who was ever able to live without a blemish perfectly and completely truthful and always showing patterns of his good works. Yeah. You know, I find it interesting that, um, whenever Satan came to Jesus, when he was, uh, when Satan was trying to tempt Jesus, what did Satan tempt him with? Satan tempted him with riches and fame and all of these things and like we read earlier back in Mark, it's like, what does it cost or what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? And so Jesus knew that. You know what I mean? Jesus understood those things. And and so it's not like, yeah. Yeah. On. Well, not to mention, I mean, if he really wanted those things, he could do that himself. It's not like that's something he couldn't provide exactly. for himself. So I don't really know. I don't really get that thought process by Satan in that one. Like, that was a dumb, that was a dumb try. I mean, it sounds dumb, but... You know, God, Jesus was fully man, so he had all of... I, I get that. He's fully man and fully God, so he had all the... I mean, I guess he could have been tempted for that, but like, yeah, I, 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 I mean, Satan's it's like, like, dude, really? I don't get that one. I don't know. I feel like it's like tempting Aquaman with a glass of water. It's like, what's the point? Right. Like, I, he, I get he can, it. If he wanted that, he could get it. Like, there would be no issues providing that. Right. You know, for himself. So I, I don't know what, anyway, I've always thought that was funny, but anyway. Um, but what did Jesus do whenever uh, Satan tempted him? He quoted scripture back to him. And I think that sometimes whenever Satan comes to us in our lives, um, that's why it's so important that we know the word of God, that if Satan comes in and says, hey, you can have this, or you know, hey, this is going to happen in your life and it's going to be great if you just do these things, you know, just nobody's watching, just do this and you're going to, you know, you'll feel great, all these things will happen and we live with integrity and say, hey, Satan, no, and we sometimes we might even have to quote scripture back at Satan and be like, hey, no, for God said, what does it profit a, what if it, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? So get out of here with that stuff, you know what I mean? And Satan will flee. Um, the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So we have to come back at the we have to come back at Satan's attacks against us as Christians with the word of God. So we need to know the word of God. It's so important that we know the word of God. So Yeah. Um I have a scripture I wanted to read here also as well. Uh, and this is from 1 Peter three thirteen through 18 um, to give us a little bit of encouragement in this subject. Um, it says, Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as your Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who speaks 
everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for our sins, the righteousness for the unri- the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body to be made, but made alive in the spirit. Um, that's uh, that's quite a powerful phrase or uh, scripture there. Um, you know, there, there's a really a lot going on, but it's very true how um, we we just have to, you know, kind of die to ourselves, to our internal desires, to our fleshly desires to be able to live with integrity and it's it's not something that anyone can do for you it's not something that anyone can really i mean you can get accountability and help and all those things Mm -hmm. but it's a choice that you have to make no one else can choose to have integrity for you Mm -hmm. and no matter how much you try to put yourself in positions where you know because i think that i think going back to our topic about responsibility and something that we didn't really talk about i think one of responsibilities that we have is to try to put ourselves in positions where we're not going to be tempted mm-hmm. in ways that we you know about you know um where we're, where we're we're trying to walk in a way where you know we don't want to put ourselves in a spot where you know temptation can easily come in and overtake us mm-hmm. i think that's part of the responsibility of being a christian but you know the integrity that we have to have because no matter how hard you try that 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 scenario is always going to pop up somehow some way yeah i think that you can set up accountability partners in your life and i think that that's great that you can have somebody an accountability partner that has says hey what you know how's it going in your life you know are you being accountable trying to hold you accountable for the things you say but in reality that person doesn't live with you all the time they're not with you they don't aren't with you in your own. I mean, maybe maybe you're, you say your accountability is your partner, your wife, or your brother, or whatever it may be. Maybe they do live you with you. But what I'm saying is, is there's times where you're alone, and are you going to have the integrity to do the right thing and be able to when it when your accountability partner says, "Hey, have you stumbled in this way?" Are you going to have the integrity to say, uh, "Yeah, no." I didn't stumble because I had integrity in my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or are you going to just lie? You know how easy it would just be like, yeah, no, I didn't stumble. I didn't struggle with that. Yeah, and I think that's that's the internal that, that that's the struggle with this topic and why it's so difficult to talk about because if someone just denies that their sins are existing and you know, no one's there, how do you know? Like, you know, you can, not that we're there to judge them, but how do you help someone that you don't know is in sin? How do you get out of sin when you won't admit that you're sinning? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, 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 it's just a, a hole that you don't want to, you don't want to get into. Um, any costs associated with this? I mean, I can think of a lot, but I want to see what you got off top of your head cost of of living with integrity living with integrity um i mean i guess on the outward surface um you're gonna have to live your life in a way that has safeguards up i mean and i think that that might be a cost for your so okay so somebody who struggles with alcohol 
to live with integrity, you can't go to places. Maybe you can't even go to places where there's even alcohol being served. You can't even go to, you can't go to a restaurant. You can't, if that's what it takes and you need to live with integrity and that you struggle in that area, it might take, it might take, hey, guess what? We got to eat at home. That would be quite the, the, the challenge and the cost to do that because, I mean, basically everybody, you know, at some point, everywhere you go, you're going to walk into somewhere that serves alcohol. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why, I'm, that's why I said, that's why I brought that up as a, maybe, I mean, that's just an extreme example, but like, maybe it comes to that point, I'm like, hey, I can't go even near these places because I know that that's a temptation. So Christ has called me away from that. So I am going to stay away from it. Yeah. And um, a lot of, a lot of, you know, they say that who you are is the combination of the four most people, four people you hang around the most or something, you know, something like that. I don't remember. Um, You know, maybe part of dealing with some integrity issues involves finding different people that you're hanging around. People that will encourage you instead of ignore you whenever they know there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Setting up boundaries for yourself with the different people that can be a cost because there's going to be times whenever you, Hey, you know, your friend, your, your friends are used to this type of person or your family. And if you really want to make changes in your life, you have to be willing to put up boundaries and be like, no, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do this thing anymore. I can't be, that's, that's not who I want to be. And that may make some people upset because, you know, they're going to feel like you're judging them by saying, oh, well, if we do this then you're and you don't want to, like, you know, I mean, there's this whole idea that you're better than them or whatever. And, Mm. you know, that that can be a cost because you you may, you know, it might cost you friendships or family relationships or whatever other situation you might be in. But, um, you know, relationships are definitely a cost if you're going to live with integrity. They can be a cost. They can be, but you know, a relation good, healthy Christian relationships could in, increase your ability to live with integrity. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about earlier, having good Christians able to hold you accountable for those things could help you live with integrity. I think. Yeah, for sure, and that's why I was saying, make sure that you're surrounding yourself with, you know, at your core, your inner core of people, your core group that those people are. Um, like-minded in the way that they think about Christ. And, um, I know it's good to have diversity in your, in your, uh, relationships and have different, you know, thought processes and all those things. But, um, that only goes so far whenever it's, we're talking about sin or not sin. Yeah. I mean, you can have friends who aren't Christians. Sure. That's fine. But in reality, you want those who are closest to you to be like-minded and to um to want the same goals as you want you know what i mean you know if you are if you're a christian and you have a goal of reaching thousands of people for christ which reaching the loss is what all of us as christians should strive to do and you have a muslim friend well that muslim friend isn't like-minded in your the way that you think you know what i mean and so that Muslim friend isn't, isn't going to uplift and encourage you. So you need to get friends who are going to uplift and encourage you in whatever God has called you to do. And, and, and 
I understand that reaching thousands of people um, is a big goal, but I think it's a goal that we should all have. So, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, this is, I've been looking forward to this episode for a little while now because it's something that, uh, you know, personally, I, I've really been challenging myself over the last year um, with different things to have more integrity in the way that, um, it, uh, to be an example for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also for myself, you know, not really an example, but just a, just to remind myself that, you know, in every situation that I'm in, I'm prepared and I have a, I have a way to deal with that situation because I've taken the time to prepare to be, have integrity in my life in those moments. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, uh, this might be a little bit off topic, but I think that one of the ways that I could use integrity in my life is, um, reading my Bible. Sounds so simple, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a necess- necessity of a walk with Christ, and yet I find myself all the time neglecting to read the Bible. To to, I have a great study Bible, but all the time, I the Bible just sits there and it doesn't get read. And I think that in my own personal life, that's not. I don't have a lot of integrity in reading the Word, and so I think that it's super important that. Um, I get in the word. So I think that this episode is really challenging me to think, man, hey, you know, other people may, may not ever, they may never, ever, ever know or ever that you aren't reading the Bible like you should. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. You need to do it. Not for them, but for the Lord. It's not, it's not necessarily, uh, reading the word isn't necessarily always for others to see. It's for you and for God how God communicates with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, again, that goes back to, you know, the, the reputation versus, um, you know, the integrity. Um, and if your focus should be on your integrity, if your focus is on your reputation, you're sort of wasting your time. Yeah. You know, how many, how many preachers have had a good reputation and, you know, they, they preached the word and thousands of people came to Christ and all these things. And then something slips out that, hey, they messed up. And I know we all fall. But if they were living their life with integrity, you see you see what I mean? If they were actually practicing whatever they preached out to the people and living their life with integrity, then those things, you know, the fall wouldn't have happened for them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and and and, or, and I understand that because they have such a high platform that maybe it's more uh, everybody knows about it. But you know, I think that as Christians, those who are preaching the word of God are called to a higher standard. I think they are. You're called to a higher because you're you're going out and preaching the word of God. Man, you have to be integrity. You have to have integrity in your own life. Uh, well, anything else you want to talk about with integrity? Um, I mean, there's lots of things that, uh, we could have gone off on, gone through, but I just think that, um, don't overlook it. Don't just put it on the back burner and be like, eh, I kind of just get to it when I get to it. Now take it, take a deep look at your life and say, Hey, am I living with integrity? And if not, 
how can I start living my life with integrity? Yeah, and I mean, even, you know, it, I would start by even making a list of, of things that you struggle with and um, getting an accountability partner for those things. Um, and I know that might not be easy. That might not be something that you want to do. But if you actually want to change your mindset on integrity, you kind of, you this is something you would need to do. You, you don't have to necessarily have an accountability partner, I guess, but you need to have some sort of a system in place so that you don't slip back without realizing what's going on and, and you're farther down the rabbit hole than you ever wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think that for one, you have to recognize where you need integrity in your life and two, you have to be aware of whatever satan's it so whatever satan tempts you with you need to know how satan tempts you and you need to avoid those things pray about those things you know what i mean yeah prayer is prayer is a lot more powerful than you than you might think um and it sounds so cliche to just say pray about it yes but pray about it (laughs) yeah um yeah that's what i got all right um don't forget to email us any uh Future topics, questions, concerns, anything you got for us. NMTC, no matter the cost, dot podcast at gmail.com. Yep. NMTC dot podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, We have two more episodes left in this series, which we'll be uh, coming out with in the next few weeks. And uh, we just hope that you guys have really gain something out of these first five episodes um we've really enjoyed doing them and we hope that god is uh working in your lives as he is ours as we continue to do what he's called us to do with this podcast so yeah all right thanks all right for listening. catch you next time peace